Hello and welcome to the Outside and Active podcast, where we aim to inspire you with conversations to make the most of the great outdoors. I'm your host, Matt Coyne, and I met my next guest at the National Snow Show in late 2021, shortly after she'd opened the show with a high-energy introduction to the whole event. I've left the start of our conversation in from the event, as I think it's a great representation of my guest's infectious energy. In this slightly shorter than normal episode, this conversation with Shemi Olcott, a four-times Winter Olympian, British national champion, and the only British female skier to ever win a run in the World Cup, talks to us about training, work-life balance with family in tow, and more importantly, her passion to be back in the mountains. We also talked to Shemi about her fairly random Guinness World Records. If you're feeling inspired by our conversations to being more outside and active or want to try new activities such as paddleboarding, climbing, running or camping, you can get free tickets to the National Outdoor Expo on the 19th to the 20th of March at the NEC in Birmingham. Use the code OUTSIDE at the checkout on nationaloutdoorexpo.com. Now, back to our conversation with Shemi. Extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> I knew this was going to go that way straight away. I couldn't even get in the snow in there before you started. <laughs> I mean, so we're at the National Snow Show, first snow-related show for quite some time, and that's pretty much how you opened the show this morning as well. Quite high energy. Yeah, well, I actually wasn't going to. Okay. I, I've got quite a kind of mellow start I where I visualise, and then I got on stage and I was like, Boom, this is exciting, we're here, you're here, I'm here, let's do it. And I had too many coffees. So it was a short drive this morning with too many coffees. It, yeah, the... it was a, I love coffee and any excuse. If I have to get up early, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Because it means I'll get an extra few shots of coffee. In. And no no kids for a couple hours. And no I kids. Think. I also listened to important. a 90s mixtape. Amazing. It's not a mixtape, but Amazing. on Spotify, if you put 90s mixtape, yeah. I'm like, I can go back to the 90s. So you My should music also, was real. Well, I was going to say, you should also go back. I had a time hop yesterday uh, yeah. from the 90s, born in the 90s remix. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah, I love have them. On YouTube. I just amazing. love, you know, Wonderwall comes on and you're yeah. singing away and you're just like, this is what real music is. You know? <laughs> I know every word. Well, I think I know every word, but if I sing it loud enough, I don't know the real word, so it's fine. So that's okay yeah. also. And when you're in your car, no one no one else is listening. No. I find. Yeah. Until my child pointed out that they were in the back and they knew the lyrics better than oh, I did. Oh, gosh. Um, which is quite awkward at two. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about music. No, we're not. We're not. Skiing, so, snow, yeah. snowboarding, it's anything to do with snow. Time to get back to the mountains. Oh well, it's cold outside. Like, yes. Have you noticed yes. the temperature's dropping, right? the leaves are going, the World yeah. Cup's starting right now, today. right today. Do you think you're going to get knocked off as the only female I really hope so. slope? I mean, it's quite, it's quite funny because obviously I have an ego. You have to have an ego to be... Um, an athlete and pursue your dreams but now that I've retired it would make me really happy for people to break anything that I historically did Mm. Um, because everyone works so hard we've got a huge amount of talent um, that would be amazing well what like for the guys and girls that are out there attacking this world cup at the minute how have they trained this last 18 months? Like, obviously, snow's yeah, yeah. fairly bleak in England. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do they go? Have they been able to get out to the mountains? Yeah, well, elite-level sport was allowed to um, travel, train, and race last winter. So okay. we still had the World Cup tour. We didn't have any fans. Um, I coach a girl who's in the British junior team, um, and we were allowed to race everywhere. So elite-level racing mm-hmm. was still there. Um, it was quite a weird situation because you would go to places where it's only open for races. Okay. And that's kind of unfair. You see all these like locals wanting to ski in Italy and actually you can only So go. they couldn't use the mountains. So either. no, it was quite tough. It was quite okay. tough in France, especially 
Um, but you know, you have to do that. You mm-hmm. have to, if you've got a World Cup, you have to have a filter program through because otherwise, in a few years, there won't be anyone to take through. And because of the danger aspect, you can't you can't take a year off. Yeah. You know, we are a country obsessed with the Olympics, which mm-hmm. is great, and everyone every four years gets behind winter sports. But if you don't consistently perform in the four years beforehand your start number will increase. Mm -hmm. If that's higher, you'll have ruts to contend with and you won't give yourself the best chance. So you actually have to peak every single weekend. Mm -hmm. And you actually, on your talk, you talked a little bit about that peaking yourself, I think. You kind of realised... You were missing twenty percent or something yeah. I think, when you were when you were racing. Yeah, it's really so hard to how admit. Do you get over that kind of barrier because I know Clive Woodward was very much about that one percent yeah, all the yeah, marginal yeah. gains that you go yeah. through. But how do you get that twenty percent? Because that's quite a big gap. Isn't so it? I mean, for, first of all, I think it takes a lot of honesty to say that I was choosing to underperform. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, a sport which is all about fractions of a second. So that twenty percent re- that relays to quite a big detriment to your overall performance and. I mean, I put myself in a position where in the end I just did a run where I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I finally was just like, I don't have pressure. I don't have expectations. What can happen? And that was the one, the run I won. So from then on, I was like, you know what, let's take a chance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, you know, on paper, my, my performances actually looked quite bad from then on because I was getting hurt all the time. I was crashing. I was going at 100% and that would either be a great result or an injury. Yeah. Um, but I'm so much more proud of that part of my career because I did have the confidence to take the risks and so many people don't. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, I just feel comfortable. I don't want to feel fear. I'll just be as good as I can be when I'm not taking risks. But that's not so, the best you can be. I was going to say, is it? Is that it then? Is it the fear factor? Yeah, I had a fear of failure. By that? But yeah. mine wasn't a fear of um, the the... The process, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't scared of going fast or the mountain. I had this fear of letting other people down mm-hmm. because I had so much expert, you know, pressure and external pressure on me when I was younger because I, I, was, I felt like I was carrying the weight because I was really good when I was young mm-hmm. and everyone wanted and expected a lot from me and it was really hard to deliver. And I don't know how you have a young, talented athlete and shield them from that Mm -hmm. and keep them motivated by their passion because that's what you need to be your best. It has to be about you controlling your destiny. And that's, yeah, that must be quite hard because we've seen Emma in the States with tennis, for example. Yeah. And I know as soon as she shot to stardom, effectively, it wasn't just fame, it was full-blown stardom. Yeah. I know from my experience of talking to lots of people like you, what that next week might be like of quite, oh. is quite an incredible amount of pressure on very young kids. I mean, they are kids. Yeah. So to maintain the training and the focus, mm-hmm. but also I've got this image, maybe even more so with social media, this image of like, I'm the perfect person and yeah. I do this and I do that. That must be really tough. But also you want them to be able to enjoy that success. You mm-hmm. want them to be able to let their hair down and enjoy going to the Met Gala, all this stuff that's just crazy and new. But then how do you keep them grounded and mm-hmm. driven by their passion and not for the fame? And, and like you said, I think... Being able to show vulnerability on social media is really important. Mm -hmm. And she is starting to come out, Emma, and say that, you know, she's starting to, instead of giving excuses, she's starting to make people understand how challenging it is. And I think that's very important. You know, you have to, you have to applaud people when they're young and they succeed. But also you need to give them a bit of a break and go, it won't always be like this. Mm -hmm. You won't always ride high. Sport, life, business is about the roller coaster. When you're at the top, you've got a target on your back. 
everyone wants to beat you. Everyone wants to be you. Okay. The only way, if you don't keep working hard, is you will go down. Mm-hmm. But when you're at the bottom, you're in a win-win situation because there's no pressure. You will start climbing you're up fine. if you work hard. So it's you know that you've just got to learn to ride it. And do you do you think then from when you were training because that was kind of a racing? It was early two thousands, I think. I mean, my first Olympics was two thousand two, and my last was. Okay. 14. So do you think, has training changed so that it's not just about the physical demand of racing, it's also this kind of personal pressure? Is, is that kind of... I think it's changing training? now. Um, yeah, I think Simone Biles mm-hmm. in the Tokyo Olympics, all the talk about mental health, uh, we are all talking about it now. Mm. Whereas before we saw it as a weakness. I mean, even I was quite honest about my fears um, when I got injured and when I was trying to come back. But like I mentor young male athletes and they yeah. will never tell me they're scared. They will never tell me they have any issues mm-hmm. because they think it's a chink in their armour that they're not yeah. allowed to have. Well, we're taught to be brave and I know, bold exactly. And, and especially being in a, a dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. You think that if you admit to this, then you'll have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Instead, you put it under the carpet. And push it under and then the pressure comes and then you can't perform when you're blocked so actually it's so important that what we're doing now talking about it all the time is so important for everyone and not just athletes yeah you know people out there who are striving to be better in their career you know they will have fears they will have hurdles and mistakes and blocks mm-hmm. so this is how we're all dealing with it we are all imperfect and that's what makes us interesting so maybe interesting link so i have a two-year-old little girl amongst my other plethora amount of children <laughs> um, it's only three um but <laughs> i say only don't have three um but so she has a strong girls club t-shirt and you know and a hoodie yeah. that's kind of like weird because yeah. maybe we're overconscious that we want to make sure that she fights for what's fair and all that kind of thing but you set up a program i think it was called xl mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about that so after the London Olympics, which was amazing for mm-hmm. sport in the UK, uh, we actually found that young girls didn't want to participate in school sport um, if they didn't think that they were going to win an Olympic medal. Mm-hmm. We put so much onus on the Jessica Ennis, the people out there who were winning, and it was amazing to have those female strong model models out there. But at the same time, people thought, oh, I'm not good at sports, so there's no yeah. point because I'm not going to win the Olympics. And so people yeah. misunderstood why sport was important for us. So we created this program, Excel. Uh, where we went to loads and loads of schools around the country. Um, and we made young women mentors for their peer group and taught them that sport isn't about winning or losing. It's about all these imperative life skills that you gain and actually making a mistake in a netball match and owning responsibility for that in a team sport is really important to reflect on and grow from. So we, it was an amazing program, and now that has spread. So we've made our own leaders in the UK on the okay. Excel program, and then they spread into their communities. Amazing. So it's like the self-fulfilling understanding of sport. So where can people find out a little bit more about that? Um, so it's with United Learning, which okay. is a schools group. They're the ones who like mastered it. And me mm-hmm. and Alex Danson, mm-hmm. uh, we ran it. So she's a gold medal hockey player. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you can have a look on their website amazing. all about it. And and. It should be something that all the other schools groups yeah, do as well. Absolutely. Because it's still out there. Yeah. Girls feel, especially in puberty, they feel like they shouldn't be running around and sweating. And especially girls who go to co-ed school, mixed schools, yeah. they think that boys are watching them. And all the interviews mm-hmm. we did with all the lads at those schools are like, nah, if a girl's over there doing something cool sport and like putting effort in, you know, we, we respect They're her more. Proud. For it. Yeah. Yeah. But girls think, oh, you know, my, my boobs are starting to bounce. I'm going through these different changes physically. I don't want to do sport. Mm-hmm. Um, because they just don't understand the values in it. 
So it's really important to bring those back in. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Okay, so um, we've got a little bit more time, but maybe family is the next thing. Yeah. So you have two young boys. Yeah, I have two and I'm finished. Okay, you're not Lockie, having... I mean, four. three's good, but... So I, I wanted three, okay. um, and I've got two older brothers. And yeah. so now that I've had two boys, it would be amazing to have a girl. But I, my family, we are a swan. On the surface, we're pulling it all <laughs> off, but our legs are crazy just underneath. Mentally. We are just surviving. Um <laughs> So yes, two two yeah, is good. Two's plenty. So how do you like, you know between all the presenting that you do, you're obviously coaching some of our young athletes, mm-hmm. um, and one would assume you have some free time to go and play in the snow as well. Really, one assumes how, that. Can you do that? Is that how do you fit it all in as a family? It's really hard. Um, I've gone back to paper diaries, mm-hmm. so I have these big A3 paper diaries, and yeah. it's really complex. It's, it's even more complex now because our elders have started school. So they have their own diary. Um, yeah, yeah, and they need to be in the UK. Yes. And in the winter term, my husband runs our business coaching, okay. uh, and we had this elite athlete I was telling you about, so it's full time now. Yeah. I've got Ski Sunday next year, which is yeah. five shows. We've got the Winter Olympics, which I'm working on. Amazing. And then actually one of us somehow still needs to be in the UK. Yeah. Um, so we're not sure. We're yeah. trying to juggle these balls. I think something will have to change. But right now we're so driven by the passion, you know, to be back in the mountains. Yeah. And, you know, I love working for Ski Sunday because it's yeah. also playtime for me. You know, when I'm filming, I'll be filming a few hundred metres down the yeah. mountain. So we'll do a powder round to get Amazing. there. You yeah. know, you've got to, you have got to find times where your soul can sing even yeah. when you're working the mountains. And that's what's really tough because... People think that the grass is greener and the guys, the lifties, oh, they've got the best job in the yeah. world. Some of them go up there, they open the lift and they sit there and they watch you having an amazing All time. Day. Okay, so when you get that one run, you use it. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I think a lot of people also will be conscious that maybe they haven't been in the mountains for 20 months or whatever, course, or whatever yeah. it might be by the time winter really yeah. comes around. So it's kind of... Maybe maybe it's a tip for them, go and embrace the mountain, go and enjoy it. But yeah. what else would you sort of say? Don't put pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know, you might not be the same skier you were 20 months ago. You know, work yeah. up to it. Find some nice slopes. Almost be, a, be bored the first yeah. day because you're skiing within yourself. And then you'll feel confident. Your body will start understanding, oh, I recognize these movements. Yeah. I know what I've got to do. And then start pushing yourself. Like, do be kind to yourself first. Look at the view. Stop and look yeah. at the view. I mean, last winter, I was so grateful to be out there that I looked at the mountains more than ever before I can imagine. because normally I'm just racing from A to B like I've got to do this 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 and actually yeah. I was like you know what people would give their right arm to see this right now yeah. and I'm going to take that in and Amazing. do that you know be be very present do you know it was the same when we were putting together some of the yeah, graphics for this and I for bet. the show and we're looking at all the brands that have got involved at the national show show and we're, we're sort of seeing everything they've done and where they've come from to get here yeah and it's just, there is that, there's huge amounts of inspiration out there before you go. Exactly. So it is passion. It, isn't it? We are, we are the most passionate industry in the UK, yeah. I think, the snowboard oh, really? industry. More than surf, I mean. Well, well, we've got waves. Yes. Okay? You Permanent can access waves. them in the UK. <laughs> yeah. We do not have, well, in Scotland we have got Ski Scotland and sure. they had an amazing season last year. But, you know, for most of us, we don't have mountains on our doorstep. Mm-hmm. And yet, we will do move heaven and earth to get there. Yeah. And that's where I think that we deserve that accolade. Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. That's a very powerful moment. Um, but so, maybe also something you touched on in the session this morning, and you don't have to give it away. Okay. But you've got three Guinness World Records. Yeah. And they are not related to skiing or skiing snow or, snow or anything or in the mountains. No, yeah. or... How random is that? I love 
I mean, I think I, like, I grew up just obsessed with it, like the book every Christmas, looking through, and now I so have a picture. I've got a picture in one of the books. Amazing. Yes, Only one picture? I've made You've it. got three records, but one yeah, picture. Yeah, no, no, you don't. Not everyone gets a photo. Ooh, okay, honours. so I've got, I've got, I've been written in Amazing. a few times, but yeah. in the last one I got a photo. Do you want to so share weird. what they are, or do you want people to go off and find what yeah, they might Yeah, go and do? find them. Go and find, go and find okay, them. So there was a challenge this morning for people to come up to you and tell you what yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. So we'll no one's ever got it. Really? No one's ever got was it. Was one of them to do with something very long distance around London? Not long distance, a mile, but yes. Oh, a mile? It was only a mile, yeah. Okay, I don't know that one. I'm going to have to look as well. Well, something's pub-related. I'll give you some clues. Pub-related, which is ironic, because oh, I never golf running. Clubs. You've got a world record. So wow, there's a whole other side to you that we didn't know existed. I just saw a goal and I went for it. Amazing, amazing. Um, Well, thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Congratulations to you and everyone behind the snow show because I know this took a lot of perseverance and the fact that when we cut that ribbon this morning, there are a thousand people waiting to come in. Just shows, you know, it shows that our industry needs events like yeah. this. So thank you. And well, no, thank you. Appreciate. It. I mean, I'd love to say it was me, but it was absolutely That's, nothing. Well, to you're, do with you're me, here doing the extra, I extra. Will, read all about it. Well, yeah, and if I don't mention Steve or Ashley or any of the team, they might kill me. So I'm not going to mention yeah. them. But I mean. Ashley, <laughs> When, when we opened to see um, Ashley nearly in tears yeah. as the people came in. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, thank you so much. Thank no you for worries. being here. Thanks. Have you been enjoying our podcast so far? We'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you've really been loving them, please do rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and drop us a review so we can help spread the good word about living healthy and active lifestyles outdoors. If you want to find out more about paddleboarding, climbing, running, camping, and even more outside and active pursuits, you can get your free tickets to the National Outdoor Expo, held on the 19th to the 20th of March, the NEC in Birmingham. Use the code OUTSIDE at the checkout on nationaloutdoorexpo.com. Until next time, enjoy the outside.